אנחנו קוראים בספר כתבי בעל הסולם, בעמוד 60, מאמר מבשרי אחזה אלוקי. אנחנו בכותרת, הכרת ההשגה רק בדרך התורה. כתבי בעל הסולם, עמוד 60, מבשרי אחזה אלוקי, כותרת הכרת ההשגה רק בדרך התורה. כן. הכרת ההשגה רק בדרך התורה. ותמיהני על החוקרים האלוקיים, אשר כל חקירתם בושה היא לנו, כי מתאמצים להביא ראיה על המפורסם שאינו צריך ראיה. ומה שנסתר מהכחשת גדרי גשמיים, ידחו בקש. I wonder at the researchers of godliness whose entire research is a disgrace to us for they exert to bring evidence to what is known and does not require evidence and repel and slight what is concealed because of the denial of the corporeal boundaries. The truth is that the first perception does not need any philosophical proof since it is the first concept wherever one turns. It is similar to asking a person who wrote this wondrous book of wisdom. And he answered that indeed there is no such a sage in the world, but it just happened that his little boy spilled ink on those parchments, which then spread in the form of letters, creating these combinations and connections of wondrous words of wisdom. אלא כל הסיתומים הם מהשגחתו. Indeed, all concealments are from his guidance over the creatures, and their denial is also among the corporeal boundaries. But about this they keep utterly silent, for indeed it can only be kept in the ways of Torah and mitzvot, and not by any scrutiny in the world. You should also know that the confirmation of reality must extend from the sensation of providence. And this is called complete awareness, which brings with it his love and his pleasant abundance. It is not so with that which extends through the dry intellectual scrutiny. This knowledge neither adds nor subtracts. And this is the meaning of what our sages said, that there is he who is present and he who is absent. It follows that all the souls of Israel were present in Mount Sinai because from that event extend all the souls of Israel throughout the generations. It is, as we said, that it concerns the bodily soul, which is being, which is being and its deficiency is with it. And extending its vitality depends on determining the deficiency. For were the seeing 
not positive, the intellectual soul would not have been deficient any longer. Thus, it would not be able to eat to satiation and would therefore be cancelled altogether. But it is a wonder that the rule about seeing is that the desire promptly accompanies it without any forcing and promptly gives nourishment to establish this desire. As it is written, that your days may be multiplied, which is the keeping of the Torah and its statutes. In this way, the law about seeing is evident as though they have received it from Sinai today. And each day it is as new to them. For on that depends the law regarding seeing. But when they break any law in the Torah, they promptly remain in the dark as blind people who have never seen light. Okay, yes, Shaul, what? What is the rule of seeing? What did you understand? What I understood is he's making fun of the researchers who think they can prove these things with their intellect and there's some, they claim that there's no such thing as stuff that is imperceptible in, unperceivable and that only in this way you come to seeing. Well, then what are you asking me? So what is this rule of seeing and that only keeping the laws, the statutes of the Torah? By acquiring the qualities in order to bestow, you reach it. This is the keeping of the Torah and statutes? Yes. And what does it mean that every each day it is as new to them? Of course, it's always that way. It's renewed all the time. If a person, a person is in order to bestow, then his Torah is renewed, is innovated. What does it mean that the preservation of reality has to come from providence? That it all comes from the providence, from the connection with the Creator. And that this connection cannot come from the intellect. It cannot come from intellect. Yes, of course, it has nothing to do with the intellect. It only has to do with the measure of connection of a soul of a person and the upper light. Okay. Why does the Creator keep so many paths in reality that seemingly lead to him. No, it is written that there are many ways to the place. It's correct. But actually, to advance on the path, there's but one formula. So, how come humanity is so confused? That's because they don't belong whatsoever to that law of connection with the Creator. 
זו השאלה, זאת אומרת, למה... But even with the methods that are the most distant from the truth and religions that are most truly opposite from the truth, they need to exist in order to scrutinize the truth. How, how, how does it contribute to that? It contributes by that by them you see the mistakes and truly the things that bring us to the dead ends. Where do you see such mistakes? We see these methods uh, exist for thousands of years. No, this needs to be clarified before we come to the revelation of the truth. The time has yet to come, but soon you will see how they will all shatter and what will remain is only one one rule one law how specifically the scrutiny of seemingly a method that brings one to connection with the creator how that is when that is revealed as false it brings a person to revealing the creator truthfully as opposed to regular beastly life without searching for the upper force why is it better to keep so many to observe so many methods over so many years only to reveal in the end the falsehood of those methods and that would bring us better to the truth in order to prepare all of humanity, each and every person, somewhat, so that later they will connect and gather into one kli that will be ready to receive the revelation of the Creator. So we need all those states. What's the benefit of, uh, of specifically searching for the Creator falsely versus just beastly life without any search? No, no, there's a big difference. If he just lives like that, he's just an animal. But if he's searching, even if it's in the wrong way, he nevertheless is searching. So what brings them closer? Searching for the Creator falsely or, or just beastly life? Searching in a false way. Because he's working with the deficiency and this lack, of course, comes from the one lack of all the lacks. And he, he comes there. He just doesn't come there precisely to what he needs. So he does a reverse and he comes back again and rises again. And, and that's how it is several times like that. That's called incarnations. Yes. On the other hand, they write that all the destruction and corruption is only because they are engaging in the Torah lo lishma. 
Why, why, why does this sustain them? He sustains them in order to find the truth. You cannot reach something, something real, without something true, without coming to all kinds of such... Um, dead ends in the study and of the truth. We don't understand the extent in which to which all these things all need to be revealed in us, and that this stems from the end of an action in the initial intent. And we will see this. Ken. Yes. You gave us all kinds of examples, like this, uh, the Sufi guy that you visited, that, that had some contact with, with the upper quality. So what is it? Is it partial attainment, or he did engage in the Torah without knowing that he's engaging in the Torah? What, what's... You know, they see, understand, uh, feel that that's how the world is built. They have no more desire for godliness, let's say, like we do. And they observe their Torah. So the Creator gave him small illumination because he also needs to be there. It's not like in free choice. The Creator is in each and every one and illuminates to them. Try to understand. So the difference between us and them is that in the efforts, in the choice, in the ten, we work in annulment in order to actively attain it. Yes. Specifically, actively. I don't know how to ask it, but I know about me and my friends. We were searching, searching throughout our lives, and one day the Creator clicks it and Basalam lands uh, on, on you. And when you try to disseminate and to talk to people, you see people who are asking and are, uh, are interested and it's difficult in life and they're frustrated, but it's like they're, they're not ripe to take it. You put it before them, it seems like they have nothing left, but no, apparently not. The lack is not there yet. There's no deficiency for it whatsoever, or not a complete deficiency. It's like this frustration and dissemination that appears. It appears as if it doesn't matter how precise you try to aim them to the to the to yes, goal. yes. There's no. I talked about this with Rabash for many hours. Truly, he says there's nothing you can do about it. It will all come in in its due time. So I said to him, I, I was uh, like in my 30, I was 30 when I came to you. Now I'm uh, 40, 50, 60, 70. Soon I'll be 80, let's say. What will be? We continue. When a person in the beginning of the path, he reads Baal Salam, he sees the script of creation, the, this precise plan, you can't have a normal conversation if it's not relative to this plan. 
Yeah. It seems ridiculous. You can't talk to people that come with the stereo kind of justifications that are not relevant to the plan of creation. I usually don't speak with such people. It feels like a block. People come and justify themselves. Yeah, it's it's impossible. Every person holds to, to theirs. I hold on to mine. If you're interested in it, of course I am willing to talk, but no other way. Yes, Oren. It's written a complete recognition that a person attains the love of the Creator to him. And he completely opens the Creator up upon himself and is filled by that. What does that depend on? I think that only the desire of the heart, although it's dependent on other times and other smaller conditions, but actually it's all in a person. No. You there? How, how do we come out of our intellect? How do we come out of our mind? The more we learn and try to receive thoughts of Bala Sulam and Rabash, that's how we come out of our mind and enter their mind. Even somewhat, a little. Yes. You can't just leave your mind, your, your intellect. You can't uh, bring to yourself some electrodes, put into your brain and somehow do a short there. And What are you going to do? How do you come out of your out of your brain, out of your mind. The intellect, the mind, is it like the stony heart? No, the mind is the mind. It's a machine. I feel like my mind is uh, covering. My mind is, is covering my heart. It prevents me from sharing my feeling. It's like the strongest shell. The intellect, yes. How to stop my mind? No, 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 no. Continue as usual. Continue regularly. Yes. I want to say that it seems like Baal Sulam answers all the questions that the friends had, all of us. The, the frustration that we want to, you know, he says that 
expansion, my study of the vitality depends on determining the deficiency. For where the seeing not positive, if people could easily see the Creator, the intellectual soul would not have been deficient any longer. Thus, it would not be able to eat to satiation and would therefore be cancelled altogether. So everything the Creator does with us is to, is to frustrate us. Yes. To open our mind a little and our heart a little, to feel that form that he created to begin with. That can happen only from the frustration. But how do we work with it in dissemination? On the one hand, you understand this is how it should be. On the other hand, we need to be more sophisticated. and to present this to each and every person in a manner that they can acquire it. But as a principle, the Creator will not let people be fulfilled. That's how I understand it. So how to disseminate if you can't give them something that people will find taste in? It will come. It will come. They will want it. Times will change, and they will want, and they will run after your wisdom. You'll see. And until then, then, we're preparing ourselves to come to identify with the Creator and to be filled with this wisdom in order to present it to others. I want to say, following what Daniel Shell asked, that you see that we are talking to people many, and then later you hear from them, even a year later, you hear from the person the opinion that you share with him as if it's his opinion. Something drips onto them from dissemination, although it's concealed from them, and people are not running to the morning lesson here, but the dissemination works like water that trickle down. And then, and you know how they know it's true? Because you hear people say your words that you said to them 10 years ago, a year ago. Yes, that's how it always is. Okay, yes. What our sages said that there is he who is present and he who is absent. It follows that all the souls of Israel were present in Mount Sinai because from that event extend all the souls of Israel throughout the generations. It is, as we said, that it concerns the bodily soul, which is being... And its deficiencies with it. It must mean that all the souls uh, were at Mount Sinai. It was the soul that was in a state called Mount Sinai. And then it was divided and shattered into many pieces. And from all these pieces, these souls that yearn to reveal the Creator. Yes, 
reading the essence of the intellectual perception. You already know that the intellectual ones with bodies are not robbed of knowing their emanator whatsoever, just as they are not robbed of knowing their friends who are like them. It is so because a friend, like a brother, does not recognize only their spirit and internality without any clothing, since the mind itself is already wrapped in clothing, meaning the power of imagination. And because one cannot imagine a spiritual form, the whole kind is invisible to him. And yet his gaze constantly falls on the externality, meaning one's friend's body and his physical movements and by persistence they will thoroughly recognize all the spiritual degrees in it for this is all he wants to know and not his own bodily flesh of course and he will not feel any lack or sadness at not knowing his mind and degrees in its actual spiritual form. For he is not obligated to know his friend more than he knows himself. And even his own internality, he does not attain. For this reason, when the creature is well versed in all the laws of nature and its corporeal ordinances, and observes them diligently, it can be said that he knows the Creator face to face. Meaning, it is as one speaks to one's friend, where each of his parts is adhered to his friend in similarity, meaning a power of imagination, of intellectual forms and movements. And when we research the essence of the mind to the best of our ability, we will find that it is by the gathering of spiritual beings, and from that collection extends its conducts. That is, all of man's advantages over the beast is that in man there is an organ that can gather within it spiritual beings. Likewise, the advantage of one person over another is in the amount of the power of the above-mentioned extension and in the forms of the being themselves. For one extends important beings and another beings that are not so important. And the difference between a spiritual being and the governance is that a boundary of the being 
is an intellectual image that extends and is present in one's mind, unchanged, meaning it cannot be explained through events that happen over time. And the governance falls under the influence of time and place. It is just as one who is naturally stingy and can give a big donation once in his life due to the place or the timing. He says here, if I understand correctly, a person can't attain the internality, not of the Creator, not even of his friends, not even, not even of his, his own. Really, really internality? I don't know, but... Externality of the internality, of course we attain. And commands and forces that rise from the internality to the externality, we also attain. But the true internality itself, as if it itself, I don't know. But when he looks at the externality, meaning his friend's body and his corporal movement, and his, by persistence they will thoroughly recognize all the spiritual degrees in it for all this is all he wants to know not his own bodily flesh but, you know we are five years in the same ten that doesn't matter even 50 years or 5,000 years that's not a point here I don't know how to explain it and I also don't think that there's anyone that's ready for it yet we have yet to reach Entering it. He says, you can look at the friend's externality and from that, through the power of persistence, to enter. And so what is the externality that you're looking for? What is it? That's already spirituality compared to what you have today. So what should I pay attention? There's nothing to pay attention to. You don't see these things. How do you see the behavior of the friend in order to penetrate from it to the internality? Well, so for what? That's... Okay. Oh, exactly, we have more of your friends here. Well... So, what am I praying for when I'm praying for the friend? I, I feel a certain deficiency. He, he lacks something. Something is difficult for him. A place I can ask for him from the Creator. So, what am I praying for? That you can turn to the Creator and ask. And not according to your desire, but according to what appears to you as the desire of the friend. But it's what appears to me. It's the externality of the friend. Otherwise, you will never have a connection. So, the friend's externality is important, meaning sitting together, working together, this incorporation in the workshops to feel the friend's deficiency. Yes. And what do I do with this deficiency? Ask the Creator. I ask for fulfillment. Not for you. 
but for your friend. Meaning, not that I will see some improvement or something in my vessels of reception, but that he will receive a filling even if I don't know about it. Is that the correct form? The correct direction? Yes. Yes. It says that the advantage of a man over the beast is that there is an organ that can gather within it spiritual beings. What is this organ? That can gather into it. I think that this is an additional part of the will to receive that can be connected with all the still vegetative animal and speaking of all of reality. Do we have that or is it something that we need to... It's there. It's there. It never... Is that there to begin with? Ken? Yes? go deeper into this external picture in order to reach through it to the internal picture. There was someone else there? Yes? I think it's written about it. That's why when the created being, when he he knows, he's clear about all of nature and its ordinances and his gaze leads to it he will say that he knows the creator face to face I want to know what are the, the statutes of nature and its corporeal ordinances that he has to cleave to and the degrees of still vegetative and animal operate the laws of nature and we need to not run away from them, but to actually be connected to them as well. I don't want to be confused here, because from the text it seems like it's enough. If he, if he knows all the laws of nature and its corporeal ordinances, then he gets to know the Creator face to face. No, no. I understand it differently. We must be adhered to the laws of nature as much as we are in them. And when we intend ourselves towards the connection with the Creator, we truly expect for additional laws of connection to be revealed also between us and also with the still vegetative and animal in a complete manner. And then we will be able to receive everything 
through the entire form of complete connection, turn to the Creator with that. And to bring this to Him as uh, a summation of our efforts. So, what should we be diligent about? Let's say in that same uh, place that the Creator illuminates to His created beings, for me to be able to to connect with His created beings and with Him and to be as a connector, as a conduit, a transition between them and Him, or Him and them. What's the order of the correction? Do we need to have the the brain corrected first or the heart or the other way around? Mind and heart. That's how it needs to be. Mind and heart. First the mind, the brain. From woman Rehovot 1. How the corrections in the morning lessons take place in, when we read the articles. I don't know what they're asking because we have an order. We're working accordingly. What are they? I have nothing to answer. But dissemination, despite the suffering the externals feel, they don't want to acquire the wisdom. What should we tell them? No one wants to study just like that. It's very hard work. You can see this in all of humanity. No person runs to study because he loves the wisdom. There are only individuals that just uh, uh, look. At, if you look at the whole general thing, there's nothing more difficult than to activate the brain, the mind. It's very difficult work. It demands a lot of calories, persistence, effort. It's truly... That's why we we do it through the ten. We do it through exercises. And we study together. And in such a way, we advance. Alone, a person will find it very difficult, besides the fact that he doesn't have the possibility of doing the... Uh, Exercise on the ground, you know. Uh, okay. Wonderful. So thank you very much. And today is Sunday. Yes. So thank you to Rav. A few announcements. Dear friends, women, you're invited to a special event in honor of International Women's Day. It's called Women Changing Reality, Saturday, March 9, in Petr Tikva. Entrance is, the event is for people 18 and up. The event will be broadcast in all languages. 
10.30 is gathering, not broadcast, but 11 a.m. we start our social time at noon lesson with uh, Dr. Lightman and at 1.30 p.m. a lesson summary. Uh, sitting in your permanent tents, please follow the instructions of the ushers and there will be also a place for men to watch as well. And our broadcast schedule at noon, the lesson, 5.30, reading the test, 6.30, building a spiritual society, and at 7.30 p.m., Zohar reading and a song.